Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Former BYU quarterback with us once again, Tanner Mangum. What's going on, Tanner? What's up, guys? How are we doing? Doing well? No, we're doing well, except for i got to start this by asking Tanner a question. He's young. He's younger than either one of you two, uh, but he's a knowledgeable guy. Let me ask him if he has ever heard the name Greta Garbo before. Greta Garbo. Why does that yeah. sound really familiar? She because was a she famous was, politician back in uh, no, in Franklin she, Roosevelt's uh, no, cabinet. She, she was a famous actress. Uh, yeah. uh, let's see. Let's see. What was her famous movie? I know the name. I've heard it. Not a chance. Not a chance. But, but, but way back, way back in like the 40s, 30s, 40s, right? Right. Yeah. No, 20s, yeah. 30s. Yeah. But, but at least he okay. has some. He may. It may not be right on the tip of his tongue, but at least he's yeah. heard of her. And, and it she rings was the fa- bell. It rings the bell. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's close. Enough. Do you feel better? <laughs> you think? Are you like accused? Are you accusing Tanner of lying? Yes. No. 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 Oh. I'm just. I, I'm. He. He didn't really in, endorse the like. Oh yeah, Greta Garbo. You he said, said who's I, Greta Garbo? And he or, said I think he I heard said, that. I don't know. Once. And you said she's an actress. And then he said, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he. Yeah, you, but told you, got, him. you yeah, didn't tell him. But I told you guys, and you still had no clue. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry, Tanner, that you got caught up in the middle of this today. It really is a. <laughs> it's, all good. it's really a ridiculous discussion. I'm, I'm a bit we're, of a movie, a cinema buff, but I, I knew the name uh, sounded familiar, but I didn't didn't know the uh, exact reference. The reason we, the reason I brought that up in the first place was because Tom Homo hadn't spoken for a long time. And uh, he was on the show with uh, PK, DJ and PK this morning. And so I made the reference that Homo speaks, that Greta Garbo speaks. That was fame. She was famous for staying quiet and never speaking. <laughs> and Tanner wouldn't have gotten <laughs> so, that either. And so I brought up the Garbo uh, analogy, and these guys had no clue who she was. So She's older I mean, than I, kerosene, Tanner. It's no, not a... But, but I'm glad to know that Tanner, at least, you know, once I reminded him, he, he knew who she was. You know? I would not have got that reference, but I did remember the name, but it would not have got that. So, yeah, you guys are not alone. All right. Uh, Tanner, I should have tipped you off beforehand. But anyway, he, you know, you guys were like, who? What? I never, you know. Oh, right. man. All right, let's talk a little football, uh, Tanner, and just kind of we'll, we'll start with the big picture. What have you thought or what did you think this weekend about BYU and their real domination over Troy? Man, I think the one thing that is just killing me right now is I wish I could see this BYU team against its normal schedule. I would love to see how BYU stacks, stacks up against Utah, uh, Michigan State, Arizona State, uh, Boise State, it, it's 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 schedule that I had at the beginning of the year was looking obviously very daunting. But the way that they're looking right now, they're they're sharp, they're in rhythm, their defense is is stout, and overall they're they're clicking in all cylinders of the game. I mean, even though their special teams hasn't been used that much because it uh, hasn't been needed, it's all three aspects of the team are are, are clicking in all cylinders. And so it's, it's a, I think it's a, it's a tribute to this coaching staff and these players now who most of them are, you know, when I was a senior in 2018, they were, they were uh, 
underclassmen. Now most of them are upperclassmen. They've got three years now with with his coaching with with Coach Grimes, Coach Roderick. Um, you know, more experience now with Coach Tuiaki on the defensive side, and and things are going. And so I wish, I really wish, I could see this team against its uh, normal schedule. It'd be it'd be fun to watch. Speaking of fun, how fun would it be, Tanner, to play quarterback behind that offensive line, as you just mentioned, just formidable up front, and Zach Wilson looks about as comfortable as a kid could be? No, I'm, I'm happy to see Zach playing so confidently, and you can just tell the way, the way he is uh, is managing the game out there. He just he looks cool, calm, collected, poised. And this is what I expected from him. He's in his third year now, and this is this is where he should be. He should be at this point now where he's he's got this offense down. He 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 knows what he's doing. Every the, the game is slowing down for him, and then up front as well. I mean, they're just dominating. And and like I said before, these guys were all there when I was finishing up in 2018. They were just kind of getting their start, and now they're just they're older, they're stronger, they're bigger, they're they're more knowledgeable, uh, and and they're making their presence known. And that's a lot of fun when you can play with that type of confidence and with that type of poise, and when you can go out and just execute the way that they're executing. Uh, that you know that that's that's a lot of fun. And I think something that's big to to mention is that I think there there are still some points being left on the field. Uh, both both games, while they've won in dominant fashion, I think there have been uh, their, their third down efficiency hasn't been. Uh, where they want it to be. I know that's something that they're covering uh, in their in their their Monday recaps as they talk about things to learn from. While they've been mostly positive, I think there's a, there are opportunities to be even sharper on third downs and um, to to put put up even more points. But overall, really sharp and and again, a lot of credit goes to this coaching staff and to these players uh, for for just getting more comfortable, kind of getting finally getting into a rhythm. I think it's taken a couple of years, but uh, um, you know we're, we're seeing the results of, of their hard work pay off so far. Tanner Mangum is with us here at 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Tanner, my uh, co-host Gene Siskel, uh, referred to <laughs> Tom Homo coming on the station today. And Tom talked about uh, possibly adding a game down the line in December. And John Hartwell, the AD at Utah State, actually talked about he's hearing that that could be BYU and Boise State. If they could pull that off and BYU could play the Broncos this year at least, how far would that go to giving this Cougar team a test that might might uh, satisfy some fans? Oh, I think it would be amazing. Because not only is that uh, a rivalry, a game with a lot of history between the two programs, but it's 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 a it'd be a great test to see where BYU stands. Uh, I, I think right now the more games that BYU can schedule, the better, because they're going to need all the help they can get as a when it comes to strength of schedule and rankings because despite these uh, two weeks now, to, to these two blowout wins, people are always just going to say, well, look at who they're playing, look at their schedule. And so if you can get a team like Boise State on the schedule and then BYU can go and, and, uh, and farewell, then, then that adds more credibility to their, to their success. That adds more credibility to, to where they are uh, as, as a program. And especially at the end of the year, that could be a great way to make a, a statement at the end of the season, to the voters, to the uh, you know, the different committees, and, and things th- things of that nature, because it, obviously it's going to be tough to uh, you know to 
based on this schedule that, that BYU currently has, it's going to be tough to surpass a team from the SEC or the ACC or the big, even the Big 12. So, you know, they need all the help they can get. But right now, they're controlling what they, what they can control, blowing out the teams that they're playing. But, uh, you know, if they can if they can have this type of success against a team like Boise, uh, that would go a long way in, in uh, building their case. Seems like there's two sides to that equation, Tanner. On the one hand, you're playing lesser talent. Uh, on the other hand, you have to get yourself up to play at your peak against those kinds of teams. How difficult is it to do that? Not really. Uh, it, when, you, when you're playing, you don't you don't care. I mean, obviously there are there are big games where you know it's a it's a big opponent, uh, where you know it's it's on national TV, or you know where you know this is a a massive moment. But at the same time when you're young and you're playing, you're just competitive and you want to go beat anyone that, that is stepping on the field. It doesn't, doesn't matter who it is because you, you want to show what you're capable of both as an individual and, and as a team. And so whether it's, you know, a, a lesser team or a team with lesser talent, or it's a, a big time, highly ranked team, you, you come out with, with, with energy, with enthusiasm, ready to go. Uh, you know, I, I, I remember when we played, uh, Wagner, my freshman year in 2015, you know, we obviously knew they were a lesser team with lesser talent, but that didn't stop us from going out and just and just dominating and going out and and uh, bringing bringing that energy and bringing that passion. Same thing when we played Wisconsin my senior year uh, when they were they were ranked sixth at the time, and we went on the road. You know, you come out with that same excitement, that same drive, and that same desire to just go out and execute. So you know, and this this team, especially with the way that they're playing, they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. You know, this is a uh, a team that's largely underperformed uh, most most of these players' careers, and so now a lot of them are upperclassmen, and they want to go out and show what you know what they can do. These, they they want to show um, you know the the way that they've improved, and this coaching staff is also is is fighting to to uh, show their improvements because you know that they've been on on hot seats and you know, there's been a lot of uh, you know negative talk on BYU the last several years and and uh, so they, they want to come out regardless of who they're playing and and um, and, and show the uh, the improvements that they're making. Tanner Mangum with us 97.5 and 1280 the zone um, with you know BYU's getting a lot of attention as as well as their play and how much money do you think Kyrus Tonga is making for himself? <laughs> <laughs> Man I mean ever since I was playing with Kyrus, I knew he was a he was a special talent. He, when when he's on, he's on. He's he's an incredible player, incredible athlete for, for, for someone his size to be able to, to be able to be able to move like he does. Uh, it's it's not an easy feat, and I don't think people realize how big he is until you stand next to him or when you are lined up across from him. When 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 I'm under center and he's right in front of me. And, and I see the havoc that he's wreaking on the offensive lines. Uh, it, it just shows how big of a force that he is. So I'm very happy to see him uh, just continue to improve because he's definitely got potential. I mean, you heard Coach Tuiaki mention he, 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 he can see him playing at the next level, and I agree with that. And so if he continues on this path, continues to, uh, to dominate like he is, he's going to make a good case for himself to be uh, playing on Sundays in the future. so. Put yourself in the position of that Troy quarterback when he uh, on that one play when he drops back to throw, 
and <laughs> and for whatever reason, nobody blocked Tonga. I mean, all of a sudden you got three hundred, what, three hundred and thirty pounds coming straight at you, and he was moving, man. I was surprised at how fast he was moving. That would not, uh, that would be a nightmare essentially. Uh, that's that's one where I know Coach Pugh over there at Troy is going to be giving his team a, uh, a stern talking to, especially <laughs> with Coach Pugh's offensive line uh, expertise and experience. You know, that, that's 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 his thing, and he knows how to coach uh, offensive lines, and 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 and, uh, and he, he's a great up and coming coach as well. But I know he's going to be uh, upset uh, with that one because that that's just unfair for your quarterback to leave him out to dry like that, especially with a with a player like Kyra's coming after you. How hard is that for for a quarterback or even a running back too, for that matter? When the uh, an opponent defensive lineman is disrupting things so much, seemingly can't be stopped. That's got to be just nearly impossible to deal with as an offense. I mean, it's it's something that you have to deal with many you know week in week out almost. You kind of have to game plan and look at who okay who are this you know who are the stars who are the guys that we need to be worried about and, and it really does affect the game plan because all of a sudden it affects your pass protections uh you, you have to keep, leave a running back in you have to leave the guys in to, to constantly be chipping or, or you have to have tight ends staying on max protection uh you know if you if, if you're worried about someone on that defensive front wreaking havoc then you know you, you have to lose a, a man or two in your uh in your route route combinations uh you have to dial up more uh three-step or quick game because you, you have to get the ball out of your hands quickly and so it, it can really affect uh, your game plan as an offense, and which is which which isn't fun when you're playing against it. But when you when you have a guy like that on your side, it's great because uh, you get to uh, you get to reap the benefits of having someone with of, of that uh, with that type of talent. But I think Kyrus is one of those guys now uh, where teams have to key on him. They have to leave leave a guy in to to make sure that he's taken care of or offensive uh, line. Schemes are going to have to change to be able to put two, sometimes three men on him, depending on the situation. Um, but it's he's he's definitely been an anchor on that defensive front for BYU, which is uh, what given up ten points now in two weeks and um, against against some teams that have potential to put up points. So it's it's good to see him um, dominating the way he is. Tanner, which is more which is more difficult uh, to go up against a, a, a defense that is bringing the house at you? Or going up against a defense that's having three down linemen come at you and dropping eight guys back into coverage, which is a bigger uh, problem for a quarterback? <laughs> that that all depends on your personnel and what what, what type of uh, people you have in front of you. The worst is when uh, they can drop seven or eight, but then still create pressure with their defensive line. If you have a if you have solid defensive ends that can really pin their ears back and, and um, cause create pressure uh, on the edges while still leaving seven or eight men back defending. I mean that's that's tough because you, you know it's the best of the both worlds for as a defense. And the the worst is is when a team can. Um, you know, and I would see this a lot when I was when I was playing is when a team can really man up, go man coverage, um, but then also dial up blitzes knowing that they're secondary, superior to your receivers, to your receiving core, if they can man up and shut you down, but then they can blitz five or six, that's nearly impossible to get to get things going. Because, you, one, you don't have time to, to really let things develop non-field. And then, two, you're, you guys are getting um, 
you know, getting shut down by, by that, by second, by the secondary. So that being said, one thing I, I'm seeing on the, on BYU's side of the ball is that they're mixing coverages up a lot uh, on their defense. They're, they're doing a mix of um, three man rush, drop eight, uh, mix different, different run, run blitzes, different blitz packages. Um, there's a lot of versatility that they're doing with both, with both coach Tuiaki and coach Itake with their defensive expertise and, and knowledge. You know, they're, they're, mixing things up and making it hard to predict. And as an offense, that can be tough when, when the team kind of does things differently, when they don't just simply stick to one base package, when they can, when they can mix it up, that makes it tough. Um, and so it just depends on what, uh, what you have uh, at your, at your disposal, uh, at your fingertips as an offense. But when it, when you can mix it up and bring pressure uh, from both from blitzes and just from different, different schemes, then you're in good shape. Last thing uh, from me, Tanner. When uh, when you were playing football there at BYU, who was the best columnist to deal with? Brad Rock or Kirk Cragthorpe? Craig- <laughs> that's, that's a tough. You put me on the spot. That's tough. Um, I know. Maybe Dick Harmon. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I I can honestly say I didn't have any issues with the media while I was there. <laughs> I, I mean, really, I was. I mean, I did my best to to always. You know, I just, I don't know, I, I understood that the media, they're, they're doing their job. Sure, sometimes there are some questions that I can, I can read through. I know they're trying, to, they're trying to get me to say something controversial or they're looking for a headline or they're looking to kind of angle it a certain way or spin it a certain way. But overall, I'm Gordon Monson. I, <laughs> you know, Tanner, Tanner, of all, of all your – I'm telling you right now, that was the worst answer you've given this whole interview. <laughs> but I, he's right, though, Gordon, because I did try and trap him into something there. That did that did. I worked at the LA Times. I can read the traps, but I'm, but I'm smart enough to stay out. Yeah, well, you, this one you should have probably dove right in. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, ignore my friend uh, Jake Scott. He's just creating trouble. <laughs> I don't you, don't you, I really dislike troublemakers like that. They, you know, they're just sort of a pain in everybody's rear end. Wow, wow! I was just having a little fun, and then things get personal. Well, that's that's all right. Uh-huh. It's it's fine. No. Uh, well, <laughs> on that note, maybe maybe we'll, we'll. You know, the first time I interviewed, I teased Tanner about this. First time I. I uh, interviewed him. He kind of blew me off. You know, it was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that's true. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. Awesome. Well, no, Tanner, you are great, and we love it that uh, that you're willing to come on the show with us. We we really appreciate it. Thanks for jumping on and breaking this one down, and thanks for letting me tease both you and Gordon. No, of course. Anytime. All Anytime. Right. Next time next time you better know who Greta Garbo is. You know, work on that. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna just study up on my uh Swedish uh actors from the nineteen thirties. Your well, ancient, this, your this, ancient this, history, you can say well, this, it's all right. This is what's weird about Tanner Tanner's like Mr. Uh, uh Jeopardy. I mean he, he knows all that trivia. So uh, I'm a little it could have been better. But anyway, true. Thanks, true. Tanner. Uh, I, I gotta study up on that category. Did you say trivia or trivial? I don't Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Tanner. We appreciate you. All right. There you go. That's our buddy, Tanner Mangum, jumping on with us. And uh, he, he, uh, you know what I like about Tanner, uh, Gordon? Uh, he, he plays along with us pretty well. It's fun. I'll tell you, I, what he said about BYU's defense right now, I think that would be challenging for quarterbacks uh, of whatever. You know, I don't know how it would go if the Cougars were playing – 
you know, Oklahoma or somebody like that. Although yeah, Oklahoma stubbed their toe. But for a quarterback, it, what he said there is really right on the money, and this is why it's good to have him on because if if you're mixing up coverage. And you, but on the other night when when BYU's bringing three guys and they're still causing you all kinds of problems in the backfield, uh, what's a quarterback supposed to do at that point? Yeah, it makes it tough, no doubt. Yeah, because there's there's eight guys back there covering everybody. Who where are you going to go with the ball?